0: Hallelujah. This is a house. This is the house of God. Amen? This is a house of God. And we've been spending, actually, um, this is sermon number 20. And and you can come anytime. I don't mind if you come and, and put money down, and if you want, you can throw a few extras on the carpet, and I'll just pick it up myself. Um, but... If we can't laugh about money, we've been talking about this as a house, and and we started by by talking. And this is the twentieth sermon that we're doing about this as a house, and we've only talked about four topics, and there's more to come. This is a house of miracles. This is a house of faith. This is a house of generosity. This is a house of the king. And there's more. This is a house of victory. This is a house. Why? Because this is God's house. And the last thing I want to do is put a limit or a cap on what God can do. What I find amazing, and Pastor Nelson alluded to this last week, in fact, I'm going to share a lot of his notes But what he alluded to was last week is that God wants to coalesce. God wants to mingle. And what's amazing about it is when God does things, he opens up and he invites us to join him. And then it becomes not just God, but it becomes God and me enjoying what he's doing. Now, he's the boss. But he enjoys inviting us for the trip. And sometimes it's a real trip. And those from the 60s probably go, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the new generation goes, trip, like where are we going? <laughs> but I, I want to, uh, Pastor Nelson, on the last three weeks, I really appreciate your sermons, Pastor Nelson, talking about Keys. The key. You and I have the key. You and I actually have the answer that so many other people are looking for. And, and I've, as, as I was listening to Pastor Nelson, I was writing down some thoughts and some notes, and he used some phrases, and I wrote them down because I want to reiterate them And I want to encourage you as we take time today for you and I to learn how to walk with the key or with the authority that he gives you and I as sons, as daughters, as brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. When Jesus left the earth, God did not leave because he says, I'm going to send you another one. And when you study that word, another one, it doesn't mean someone in lesser degree. It means one of the same. And what God did was he said to Jesus, who was physical, he says, you're physical. And if you really think about it, Jesus could be in one place because he was physical. But what he did was he went to heaven and he released the spirit who can be all places omnipotent and and omnipresent. And what he did was he released from one to all and the spirit that raised christ from the dead dwells in you and that spirit is not weaker or lesser than jesus he is the same because jesus is god and the holy spirit is god so the holy spirit that lives in you is the same, has the same power the same dynamite the same potential the same effect as jesus did that's a little scary But that is the authority and the power that is resident and available for you and I. I'd like to read Matthew chapter 16. Pastor Nelson referred to this in the last few weeks, and I want to read a a few passages. I've got about three or four verses that I'm going to be going to. But in Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus asked the disciples, who do you the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, and this is verse 13 of Matthew 16, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still, Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. And he said, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answers and he says, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Now, I want you to see two things here. Jesus says, who do they say the son of man is? And Peter answers and said, you're the son of God. What happened was Peter had a revelation. Because Jesus was referred to the Son of Man and the Son of God. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The the mystery of Christ is he's 100% God and 100% man. And that's about all I can understand of it. But people looked at him and referred to him as man... Peter had a revelation from God, and he said that you're the son of the living God. Man dies. Man is limited. Man has capabilities, but also has a limit or a ceiling. God is unlimited. He's alive. He's real, and he has no limits. He's eternal. And one of the things that Pastor Nelson referred to as one of the keys of understanding this is the first thing is we need to get a revelation Of who Jesus is. Because you will live to the definition and the revelation that you have of Jesus. I hate to say this, but there are some believers that think Jesus was just a good person. And that's all they believe and that's all they expect. But Jesus is the son of the living God. And a building block and the foundation for walking in the authority of the king is having a revelation of who Jesus is. And Pastor Nelson labored over that and told us that and spoke that and said it from so many different angles. We need in today's world a revelation of who Jesus is. Because when we have a revelation of who Jesus is, we get a revelation and an understanding of who we are. And if you want to solve a problem, you can either do it in your own strength or you can do it in the strength of the one who lives inside of you, who is Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and you can have answers that other people don't have. I'm convinced of it. That's part of having the key. That's part of walking in the authority. And it got me thinking a lot. It got me thinking a lot. This is a house of authority. This is a house of authority. I want you to walk out today with your chest held high, your shoulder pulled back, saying, I have authority. I have authority. And then do not go chain-link gate Close automatically. No, don't, take your authority and work with it appropriately. A number of years, uh, this is interesting. I had a funny thing happen to me a number of years ago. I was golfing, and I was up at Whistler, and it was overcast. And if you've been to Whistler or in the mountains and (laughs) even around here, when it gets overcast, sometimes you almost think that there will never be sunshine again. Have you ever experienced that? It's like, how can there be a sun when it's full of cloud? And then we have a morning like today, and it's like, whoa, this is so amazing. But I'm getting ready to golf, and it is packed in. The clouds are there, tight in the mountain, and people are rain, wearing their rain gear. And God spoke to me, and He said, David, command the rain to wait till after you're finished golfing. And so, you know what? I did. And I didn't yell and scream. I just said, you're not going to rain till I'm finished. I wanted to say, and give me some birdies and eagles and other things, but I forgot to do that. All I just said was, you're not going to rain till I'm finished. You know what? It didn't rain till I finished. What's funny is, I tried that other times and it hasn't worked. Now... I believe God was giving me an illustration of the authority that I can walk in and the authority that you and I can walk in. But it's also, with great authority comes great responsibility. With great authority comes great maturity. Can you imagine telling a child you can speak to the wind and the rain and it will stop? Can you imagine what they do every time they saw a cloud? but understanding the maturity and the responsibility that God gives you. So I want to talk a little bit this morning about the keys. So Jesus is talking to Peter, and he says, Who do you say I am? Peter says, You're Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Bergeno, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Reveal. Pastor Nelson was talking about revelation. But my Father who is in heaven... God reveals things. If you want a revelation, spend time with God. Spend time in the word. Immerse yourself in God, and he will give you revelation. He says, "And I also say to you, Peter, and upon this rock, talking about this truth, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth, shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed on heaven. And this morning, I want to take a few more minutes, and I want to talk about some of the aspects of keys. Actually, I'd like a chair. Ryan, would you be able to grab me a chair? There's a white chair in that closet there. It's locked? I've got a key. Here. Take that key, see what happens. Keys open, especially if you use the right one. Watch. You, you had the pressure, Ryan, the pressure. Ah! By the way, I checked because I have keys galore, and I didn't know which one worked. So it took me a fi- few minutes this morning. Thank you, Ryan. What I wanted you to see was when you have the key, you can open the door. Do you see that? He couldn't open the door. But I had the key, and I gave him the key. And what happened? Door open. You and I have been given the authority to have the key to unlock or to lock the doors that are in front of you. Now, should I use this, Ryan, after I made you go through that whole exercise? It's like, oh, what am I going to do now? The release of the keys is through the revelation of Jesus. Peter did not have, it's, it's, it's not a mental ascension. It's not like, hmm, oh, I just got some ideas. No, it's a revelation. A revelation is a revealing or an unfolding. Now, I believe in studying. I believe that the Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God is not against you studying, but he is also not against you having revelation. In fact, I believe when you combine the two, you become extremely powerful. Brandon, 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 I believe God's going to give you wisdom when you face a problem that your colleagues face you're going to just come up with a creative solution, a creative idea that none of them get. And it's not because you're smarter. It's because you have the authority. You have the king. You have the Holy Spirit living within you. Jared. You might say, well, how does this work? God will give you peace, understanding. He'll give you a path to choose that other people are going to sit down and they're going to sit with you and you're going to lay this out. You're going to roll it out and they're going to go, "Whoa, dude, that's amazing. Brad, Charlene, Ryan, Karen, Joshua, Brad, Veronica, every one of you, I believe God has given you authority. Another statement Pastor Nelson said was, the reason we can operate in the keys is because of the cross. It's not because of what I've done, it's because of what Christ has done. I have found in the last year and a bit I have become totally dependent on God. I thought I was before. But I have found I need him in everything I do. I'm serious. Everything. And I have learned that I'm a mess. I've, I've been confused. I've been hurt. I can't make decisions. And, and I'm struggling to do all these things. And then I look to Jesus, and you know what he does to me? He just looks to me, and he has this good news, and he says, David, I love you. And because I love you, I've got the answer for you. And it's like, but I can't even function like I'm supposed to function and my father who loves me puts his arm around me and says David I love you and the more time that I've spent with him the more he revealed his love for me the more it caused me to go wow you know what it doesn't mean I stay in that place, but what it does is it gave me grace to move out of that place and to say, wow, thank you, Jesus, that no matter what mess I might do, what, you know, if you read this passage, shortly after this passage, when Jesus says, Peter, you're going to have the keys and you're going to do this. You know what? Jesus starts to tell him that he's going to have to die. And Peter comes to him and says, far be it from you. Don't you do that. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Peter had this great revelation, and then he sticks his foot in his mouth. He talks to God, and he says, you're not going to do that. Please don't think that you're perfect because God gave you authority, because you're not. That's why I need a total dependency on him. And what I found is when I make something right and something happens well, the tendency or the allure is to not ask him for help the next time. It's okay, God, I got it. And then I stub my toe or I walk through a glass window or I do something stupid. Yes, I use that word. And and it's like, oh, I need you. I need you more than the air that I breathe. And the key is getting a revelation. When we understand who Jesus is, it gives us a revelation of who he is. It actually empowers you and I because I don't walk in my own strength. And if you look at me and you say, how can you do this? I don't know how I do it, but he does it through me. And what's amazing, as Pastor Nelson said last week and the week before, is God is wanting us to coalesce. He's wanting us to mingle with him. He's wanting to mingle with us. He's wanting to intertwine with us. It says in Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The word wait there means to get bound together, wrapped up and tied up with him. It's not just God, and it's not just me. It's God saying, I want to make you part of this. Come and invite." he invites me and you to join him. It's incredible because he knows that I make mistakes, and yet he's prepared to give me the key to do it because he has such great love and great passion and great care for me. I wouldn't give some people a key. If you left it up to me, I'd be the holder of the keys. And I'd say, Ryan, if you want that key, you better be nice to me. Come on. Can we be honest? And we look, and and some of it, you know what, some of it's wisdom. But Jesus looked at us and he says, you know what? I've got some imperfect vessels. I've got some vessels that are broken that are, in fact, if you study it, you find out that most of the disciples were basically teenagers or their early 20s. As a parent who's in my 50s, you know what? I was immature in my 20s. They didn't have it figured out. They argued about who would be greatest in God's kingdom. They argued about who would sit beside Jesus. They fed 5,000 because Jesus broke the bread, blessed it, and then he talked to them about leaven of the Pharisees, and they were all confused. Then he comes again, and he says, hey, there's 4,000 people here. We need to feed them. And this happened after they fed 5,000 with him and had this amazing miracle, and they couldn't see it happening again. We are human. And yet God says, I will give you the keys. I'd rather work with somebody who works with God than work with somebody who thinks they're smarter than God. And Pastor Nelson, he had some big words. If, if, you, if you listen to Pastor Nelson, and one of the things he said, he's, he's trying to increase his, his vocabulary. So he used words like coalesce, collaborate, Cohesion, and I'm thinking, when is he going to talk about cooperating and cohorts and other, but what God, what that was, the word co means you and me with him. A co-op means there's more than one. A cohort, which is a popular word these days, means that you're part of the army or that you're joining together with a group collaborate anybody heard that word lately I mean that's a that's a word that people are and what they're talking about is more than just one person and Jesus is inviting us God is inviting us and he's saying come mingle with me and let's collaborate when he talked to Noah he says I want you to know what's going to happen And he invited him in. And that is one of the keys to understanding when we get a revelation of who Jesus is. He invites us to do some of the things he wants to do. You and I are invited to distribute the keys, the power, the anointing, the release to others that are hurt broken, confused, frustrated, overwhelmed. You and I have the key. I am preaching a dangerous gospel because we're not perfect. But I'd rather you go and try to release the kingdom. And I say try because you will, but you might also make a mistake, but I'd rather you try and operate in the kingdom than to sit in this chair Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I'd rather you talk to somebody and get so caught up in what they're going, saying, you know what, I'm going to ask God to be with you. And that you pray for them and that you come and say, did I do enough? Sometimes, you know what, I believe that's enough. Other times it might be the hands and the feet of Jesus. But can you imagine a group of 60, 70 adults who have a revelation of who Jesus is and that he has all authority, that he has all power, that he spoke the word and the world came into being And then he says, you know what, David, I want you to work with me, and I'm going to invite you to be a part of this. This is a house of authority. Now, making this practical, as Pastor Nelson says I need to do. Have you noticed the world's in turmoil these days? I mean, if it's not COVID, it's Russia. And if it's not Russia, it's the economy. If it's not the economy, it's gas. I mean, I'm glad you all made it today and that you didn't say, you know what, I'm going to spend too much money on gas to get to church. Maybe God will let your gas mileage increase on the Sundays. Don't speed. Go with the economy of, of, of of the vehicle every day. Every day, okay, every day. My kids are telling me I need to preach better. Believe for it every day, Dad. Don't just believe for it on Sunday. Believe for it every day. I want to have the vehicle that has the best gas mileage of any vehicle of that brand. Every day, because I serve the king. And you say, you're ridiculous. Yes, I am, because I serve a ridiculous God. But can you imagine, with all the turmoil, you, you ask somebody, how are you doing? And it's not unusual to get a response like, man, yeah, I'm a little stressed out right now. Don't know what's happening. Can't afford the house. Can't afford groceries. Can you imagine talking with someone like that and then God gives you a thought and that you speak peace and all you just say is, is you know what? I'm going to pray for you. I, I go for a walk every morning, and, and I pass a couple people on the way. And instead of saying good morning, I say have a great day. They think I'm crazy. I do it on purpose. If, if you ever see me walking, I do this. I, I'm, I'm kind of f- funny that way, but I, I wear my crazy socks, and I tuck my sweatpants into my socks so people will see me as I'm walking. And they'll think I'm eccentric, but what they haven't done is they haven't had a chance to talk to me. And if they talk to me, what they're going to find is I'm going to give them a word of peace. I'm going to give them a word of comfort. I'm going to give them a word that breaks a chain. I'm going to give them a word that encourages them through the day. As simple as saying, have a great day. Buy more socks. socks. (laughs) We're going to have a GoFundMe page for (laughs) Pastor David and his sock habits. (laughs) Oh, dear, yes. You and I have the authority. It is there. It's not something you have to conjure up. Pastor Nelson shared it. It's through the revelation of who Jesus is. And when you walk in the revelation of who Jesus is, He will give you peace in the middle of a storm, He will give you wisdom in the greatest conflict. He will give you strength when you are weak. He will give you rest when everybody else is freaking out. Why? Because he has given you and I the key. And the crazy thing about the key, when Ryan went to that door, if he didn't use the key, you know what? The door would have stayed locked. But he used the key, and the door opened. And when you study the scriptures and when you study the aspect of the binding and loosing, one of the key aspects is the rabbis of the day, the teachers of the day, had the authority to either prohibit or to permit by what they said. And that is the same language that is in this passage. And Jesus is telling them, just like the teachers around you can loose or bind, so have you the power as a believer in Jesus that you can permit something or you can prohibit something. And what you do is you prohibit what heaven prohibits and you permit what heaven permits. And when you permit what heaven permits, you permit heaven to happen. And when you prohibit what heaven prohibits, you stop from happening those evil things. So Russia and Ukraine, you know what? You can speak with authority and You say, who am I? You are a child of the king, and we can stand and say, nobody's going to harm the, God, the will of God to be established, evil to stop. And you say, well, why would I do that? Why? Because I'm an ambassador for the king. And you can speak to somebody's storm to be at peace And they will be at peace because you have the key. You have authority over sickness, disease, depression, addiction, suicidal thoughts, habits, tendencies, Don't tell me this is the way I was born. Weather, behavior, fear, failure, voices, yourself. You have the authority over feelings. You have the authority over demonic oppression. You have the authority because of the king of kings and the revelation of knowing who Jesus is. And when you face something that you can't understand, that is the moment you pull out the key and you say, Jesus, you're the son of the living God, and you are alive today, and you conquered this on the cross, and I will open this up because of what you have done. We got to be gutsy Christians. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Walk with a chip on your shoulder. You have authority. Amen. God bless you.